Hey, everybody, let's play hockey, all right? Yeah. You know us at Grand Fork's Best Source, we're kind of hockey geeks. And every year we do kind of a hockey preview with the three high school teams here in the Grand Cities. We're going to kick it all off with Grand Forks Red River head hockey coach Tim Scarperud. We'll talk with him in a minute. Your show today, by the way, brought to you by Dakota TV and Appliance. It's the Black November sales event on all brands and select bottles all month long at Dakota TV and Appliance in Grand Forks, your appliance and electronics experts serving the Grand Cities with over 30 top name brands like KitchenAid, Whirlpool, GE, Speed Queen, and more. Stop into Dakota TV and Appliance and experience personalized one-on-one personal service when looking for appliances, electronics, and outdoor products. Whether you need to replace an old appliance or remodeling an entire kitchen, Dakota TV TV and Appliance will work with you to fit your needs, budget, and lifestyle with delivery and installation specialists that will ensure your new appliances and electronics arrive safely and installed the right way. The Black November Sales Event, all November long at Dakota TV and Appliance, 2218 32nd Avenue South in Grand Forks, open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturdays 9 to 3. Call 701-772-5533 or online at dakotatv.com. All right, if you have any questions or comments for Coach Tim Scarper today, our phone number, by the way, is 701-213-0863. 701-213-0863. Feel free to text or call if you have any questions about Red River Hockey this year. Uh, before we get rolling, let's do it. It's time for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Uh, here we go, Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. What's the difference between a dead dog in the road and a dead Boston Bruin Brad Marchand in the road? What's the difference between a dead dog in the road and a dead Boston Bruin Brad Marchand in the road? Uh, there's skid marks in front of the dog. <laughs> <laughs> kind of got a half thumb up with that one. Scarpy, I know you're a huge Brad Marchand fan. Well, he's, uh, he's one of those guys where you love him when he's on your team, but you hate him when he's not. Yeah, and, and, and God, I've always loved the Boston Bruins just about my entire life. Uh, I mean, from Bobby Orr and the Esposito all the way up, and I've always kind of liked them. I mean, granted, I'm a Minnesota boy, but Brad Marchand has just changed my tune with those guys. And, and you do get players like that. The guy's got mad skill, mad talent. He's unbelievable. Now he's the captain of the Bruins. But he's still got to be Brad Marchand. Yeah. He's, uh, like I said, he's, he's one of those guys where when he's on your team, you absolutely love him. But when he's not on your team, I think everyone else hates him. You know, I think of guys like, oh, back, I played with Sean Avery back oh, in, in sure. Grand Rapids Griffins when he was with the Red Wings organization. Mm-hmm. Just, he was down a little bit, but mostly up with the Red Wings. But, you know, he was that kind of that similar, didn't have the skill that Brad Marchand sure. had, but uh, kind of that same <laughs> antagonist role and... You know they're, they're they're good they're good when you're around them, but yeah, boy, they 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 do their job well and get under people's skin. And and you know for how good they were last year, um, I kept thinking, oh boy, they're going to win it all. And then they got beat in the first round, uh, and then all their guys were getting surgeries and hurt and retirement. And then they start off just on fire again. Yeah. But I mean, who would have guessed that they'd be doing what they did to yeah. start last year? Now, obviously, hey, regular season is going to be once the playoffs roll around for them, and they're obviously probably going to make it based on how sure. they started, but. There's going to be a lot of eyeballs on them once playoffs start after the first round exit last year. Absolutely. Um, not really how I wanted to start the show, but um, it, the joke got it going. But uh, how have you been? How's your summer been? Good. I mean, it's crazy that we're here. It feels like yesterday <laughs> that we were doing this a year ago. And, and uh, summer flew by. With, uh, with It was a good summer. My son, Carson, graduated high school, and we moved wow. him down to Arizona. for. He's taking a little year off before he comes here to 
play golf for North Dakota. Oh, cool. Um, he was kind of debating between hockey and golf. Uh-huh. And so I just ended up deciding to do the golf thing. And by that time, North Dakota didn't have any, they only have eight roster spots. So sure. Coach Schaefer had committed him for a year from now. So he's taken a year of working and golfing. and Golf year-round? Yep, golf year-round. And then our daughter was busy with different things. You know, summer not as mm-hmm. much, but she's just getting done with her volleyball season. And, and uh, so, no, summer and fall were good and just can't believe how fast they went. So not long until you're empty nesters or what? Yeah, she's a sophomore in high school. Okay, so, so got you a couple, little bit of time. Yeah, a couple left, but... And now you have a place to go in Arizona. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> I mean, it's nice. My brother Ryan is down there, and he's oh, only sure. about five minutes away from, from where Carson's living. And, and, and that's got to be, uh, you know, it's got to make you feel good knowing that your kid's got help if he needs anything yeah. down there. Yeah, and, and he's living with his cousin, uh, my brother Chad from Fargo. His, his okay. boy's down there who's 23 and started the real world and one of his buddies. And so he's living with them, and they're oh, five wow. minutes from my brother Ryan, and he's five minutes from the golf course he's working at. So Yeah, and he's telling you everything uh, they're doing all the time, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Think about it when you were his age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was innocent. Yeah. Um, are you, I, I mean, it, it, thoughts vary on this subject, but um, are you a summer hockey guy? Uh, do you think kids should be playing summer hockey? I'm a big believer in, well, it depends. I mean, what age are you talking, right? Well, I mean, I true. That's, yeah. That's the big question there. But I mean, to me, to me, as you, as you get older, I think the biggest thing is, you know, always, you're always working on your skill and whatnot. Sure, and, sure. And so for me, like when I talk high school hockey kids, you know, I, I'm a big believer in you better be working out. Yeah, well, you you, you got to do something. Yeah, you better mm-hmm. be conditioning and getting yourself ready. And that's for all sports, right? Right. I mean, when we talk to them after the season, it's you better be doing something and do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Go, you know, we, we set up with different trainers around town. And, sure. you know, it's on them to do it, you know, because we're not paying for it. Mm-hmm. So it's on them to do it. But conditioning and then working on your skill and different things. You know, I know, you know, Colton Sanderson's got a, a, a hockey deal that he does where it's yep. skill development. And Chris Lange does a lot of power mm-hmm. skating and things like that. So... I believe in in those things, you know, whatever it is, whatever that to what extent is, is the biggest thing, but but more so, hey, get bigger and stronger for sure too. You know, you hear people say, well, I, you know, it, and I've heard coaches say, yeah, play other sports, that's fine. You got muscle memory there too, and different things. But like you said, stay in shape. But it's funny because on the other foot, you know, you've got the people that say um, it, that shouldn't be summer hockey. Geez, let them do something else. But then you hear the complaint all the time up here, um, golf, for example. Well, we can't golf in the winter. Or baseball. We need a place to train for baseball in the winter. Yep. That's never an issue. But when it comes, some reason for summer hockey, people got to burr up their butt about it, and I don't, I don't know why. Well, kind of multiple things with that is, I mean, first of all, I'm a huge believer in being an athlete. Yeah, sure, like, sure. Know, play everything. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, that's it's, what we did. Yep, that's how I grew up. And you know, my dad played college basketball. And I played college hockey. You wow. Know? So. Um, you know, so it's kind of he let us play whatever we wanted, just sure. play play whatever and be an athlete. So I'm a huge believer in that. Um, you know, well, hopefully with this vote next Tuesday, that that the the winter training yeah. for baseball and mm-hmm. other sports are are going to be more available. So hopefully that passes next Tuesday. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. It's 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 a fine line, right? It's I'm, yeah. I'm a believer in being an athlete, but. Whatever you do, do it right and, mm-hmm. and, and do as many things as you can. You know, uh, you mentioned your dad was a basketball player. And, of course, Tim, you were a hockey player and, and your son's a hockey player and a golfer. Um, were there things when, when they were growing up, when it came time for them to start, you know, golfing or playing hockey or volleyball or basketball, did you have anything to do with, okay, I want you to do this, or do you wait for them to ask you? And I know deep down you're going to be glad when he said, yeah, I want to play hockey, Dad. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I I can picture. I mean, he played baseball till he was like eleven or twelve, mm-hmm. and I mean, I remember pitching balls to him and sure. when he was three years old in the backyard or whatever it is, and swinging golf, bringing him out to the golf course and taking him to the outdoor hockey rink, and mm-hmm. we had a basketball hoop in our front yard. So, I mean, to me, it was kind of all those things were were 
uh, introduced to him. And obviously, with that, hockey and golf were probably the, you know, he played tennis in high school as well. Sure. Uh, hockey and golf were the ones that he was around the most just because that's what I was doing as well. Yep. Um, yep. So it just kind of, I think it just naturally gravitated towards. And, towards and see, those. things are different now. I mean, I'm a lot older than you are, but uh, I, I graduated in 83. And uh, back then, I only went to school because of sports. I, I didn't care about an education <laughs> as long as yeah. I got my, my diploma and I got to play sports. But there was nothing really more to do at, for me at that age. I mean, we were at the outdoor rinks if you weren't at practice. Yep. Uh, you're picking up baseball games. You're picking up tennis games. You're, you're doing whatever you can. Um, slapping tennis balls against the garage door with your hockey stick. But now with, with the social media and the computers and the smartphones and kids getting fat because, oh, yeah, I, I got my games in today in my room with my, with my computer. Um, are your kids computer geeks? Do you, do you let them spend a lot of time on that? Or would they rather be out doing something physical in, in, in real life? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's probably a little bit of both, right? I mean, they're definitely sure, not. Sure, that's um, okay. Yep. I mean, well, put it this, when they were younger, it was they were outside doing stuff all yeah. the time. As they got a little older and had the phone access, you know, the phone thing throws yeah, a different oh, curveball yeah, oh, in yeah. there. Um, but, but no, I'd say for the most part, if you were to talk about this generation, they're outside more than most, I would sure, say. You know? Sure, sure. So, I mean computer stuff and and video games and you know never really got into that so they mm-hmm. were outside a lot but uh but they don't get me wrong they still had their phone time and oh yeah are, are like you that. like an outdoorsy fisherman hunter kind of guy not no we've, mm-hmm. we've always gone to lake and we still do but but it's been more of a the wakeboard tuber kind of guy yeah get up in the morning and maybe go golf in the morning oh sure early so you don't ruin your whole day yeah and then, yeah. And then get back and pack the cooler and, and sandwiches and whatnot and head out and tube and ski and and do all that stuff oh for fun um I want to, before we get into, and, and I don't even want to bring up last year because of the way it ended, but first thing I want to do, because I didn't know this, um, the Eagles Arena uh, did a whole bunch of work. Yeah, you know and, what? And I'm super stoked about that first game we're going to be doing. Yeah, it's it's uh, fantastic. You know, we've been trying to do this for, for a few years, in the first, you know, probably four years or so, three, four years. In the first year, we went about it, just uh, bids came back in a little high. Yeah, and yeah. We, we actually were doing kind of a pretty big project where it was, you know, permit seats and, mm-hmm. and working on lock rooms and whatnot, and, and then sound baffles with how echoey it is in yep, there. Yep. Uh, a year ago, we got the sound baffles done, so that was nice. Mm-hmm. And then this year, or this last, um, you know, it would have been early winter, we don't forbid again for, for permanent seating. And and uh, bids were awarded, and thank you to the Grand Forks Blue Line Club. They stepped up big time, and and uh, they've, they've funded about 95% of wow. this project with their, and, you know, what they've done for this community you know, I think I don't remember the exact number, but over the last you know twenty five years, yeah. they've oh, given yeah. millions and millions and millions yeah. of dollars, and uh, they were the big reason why it finally got done. And and uh, really excited for for Eagles Arena because it's not just going to help Red River. No, obviously, I'm selfishly excited. Well, sure, for sure, our you games, should be. Uh, it's going to be great. There's going to be you know about five six hundred seats along the east wall there. And then some of the temporary seats that were on that east wall are now on the north wall, so there'll be maybe mm-hmm. you know, 150 more, plus all the standing room and different yep. stuff. And, but, and it's not just Red River's Ring. Yeah, for sure. You know, Night Riders play there, yep. so th- that's going to be great for them. Uh, Border Blades, you know, they practice there, mm-hmm. um, and then they have always done their competitions at Purper. Yep. I'm not sure what their official plan will be, if they're going to come back to Eagles with that. And okay. Hopefully they do, because that's kind of their home building sure, as well. Sure, sure. And then, and then I think about all the, you know, grandmas and grandpas and, and whatnot and parents that, that termites and mites every Saturday the morning. Hockey, yeah, and the tournaments. It's and jam-packed in mm-hmm. there. Um, you know, the termites and mites and, you know, grandparents don't really have a place to sit, but now they'll have a good, good spot for that. And then, like you said, tournaments. You know, I think Icon will still be 
sure. the hub for youth hockey with, yeah. you know, because of the two rinks. Mm-hmm. But what a great, you know, potentially third facility for, Absolutely. for, for those tournaments. And, and, you know, the naysayers, the people that don't have any kids or any skin in the game when it comes to hockey, I mean, I, mean, I don't, but I still love the sport. And they're like, well, what, what does Red River even need to have their own rink? They got purple. It's perfectly fine. They can still pr- No, 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 no. Obviously, you probably never skated in your life, but it's good to have your own home. There's a, there's a big saying with home field or home rink advantage. And uh, yeah, okay, Perp was a good home. Yeah. But you guys still had to schlep your stuff over there every game, you know. And, and now you have your own place. You leave your stuff there. It's Red River's locker room. And you don't have to worry about it. And that's a nice thing to it have. Is. I mean, it's just a comfort level, right? I mean, obviously, you know, don't want to pretend that I feel like the kids are too spoiled, right? Because, mm, yeah. oh, well, hey, oh, oh, gosh, you got to take your bag over to Perper. That's not, you know, yeah, at the end of the yeah. day, it's not a huge deal. <laughs> but, yes, 100% agree. It is nice that. Hey, we have our own ring. Especially we, at the end of the game, yes. after the game. Yep. I mean, you don't, you know, you're, you're, you hang your stuff up, you get the fans going, and you show up the next day, and, you know, just a, it, it's a comfort level. And, and yes, you want to protect your own barn because, you know what, your home record should be, should be pretty dang good. And, and, and that's, and, that's a, a talking point every year. Yeah. And when you want to hang banners, they're in your barn. <laughs> yeah. They're not in a different barn. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not in, mixed in with somebody else's banners. They are yours. And, and that means something, too. For sure. That means a lot. Um, okay, we got to do it. We got to go back to last year. Uh, number one, East uh, Seed was you guys going into the championship game. Uh, you took on the number two seed, Fargo South Shanley. Yep. Hell of a hockey game. Yeah. I mean, yep. it was a hell of a hockey game. Uh, didn't go the way either one of us wanted it to, yeah. and, and I thought it was one of the, the most entertaining games I had seen in a long time. Um, you lost 3-2 in double overtime. Triple. Triple overtime, that's yep. right. Triple overtime, three OTs. How'd the boys take it? I mean, yeah. I know the, the, you know the seniors, at least, they'd probably most of them have been part of a title you know, a couple of years before, but especially the seniors is who I always feel so bad for, but how'd the guys take it? Yeah, 100%. I mean, obviously, when it happens, you're... you're, you're you know, it's you're heartbroken, you're devastated, you're you know all those types of emotions, right? And um, you know, when, when it, right in the moment, you know, there's tears and there's hugs mm-hmm. and there's all that all that stuff. Um, but when you look back on it, you know, they'll they'll realize. I mean, at, at the game itself, when you look back on it, hey, we went down swinging. You know, yeah. I think uh, I think in double overtime, South had one shot on goal, and it was the yeah. last five seconds, and they scored 15 seconds into over, triple overtime. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we went down by by not playing our best. You know, we still played pretty damn good hockey and. Give Sal Shanley credit. I sure, mean, they, sure. It was, it was, you know, obviously there were a lot of good teams last year. Cheyenne scared us in the yeah. semifinals. And, yep. You know, there was a lot of good teams. But but at the end of the day, you know, South and Red River were the top two teams last year. And give them credit. They, they found a way to win, and, and uh, they deserved it. You know, you as being a coach, and, and I know this means a lot to uh, you coaches, and, and I've had this argument with people before, especially during COVID, uh, when they said there shouldn't be any sports because these kids don't need sports. There's more to sport than the sport itself, okay? Seniors, uh, you won the title in, in, in was it 2022. Um, you lost out last year, but think of the people, that the, the, how you grew, how you matured. And I know you guys think a lot about that. Okay, we lost the state championship game, but you maybe go home at the end of the night and go, Gosh, I sure had a good couple of years with these with these men. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and I can't wait to see what their future holds. Well, I mean, my answer to your previous question was just the in the moment answer, and, mm-hmm. and but now right. when you look back at it and and whatever, I mean, it's you know you come and you see these these players and these young men and what they're doing after they've left high school and and some that are still there as well, and you're you're super proud of them and and you're super proud of last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. you didn't win the title, but you're not going to win them all, right? right? And right, and it doesn't take away from from anything that that group accomplished. 
Uh, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, but but overall, again, it's it's off the ice stuff. I mean, yeah, these, guys, these kids are all great kids. I mean, we've got a handful of kids that are playing junior hockey right yeah. now. Yeah, we've got. We talked about my son Carson. We've got um, a couple other kids that are doing really well in school, and mm-hmm. I mean, just they're they're good kids, and they're they're going down the right path, and and that's what I mean. At the end of the day, you're you're there for yeah yeah you're, you're there to develop hockey, but you're you're there to help them with with long term. Now, I'm guessing you will probably agree with me. Maybe not. Um, I, I was lucky enough, and, and I know my son was lucky enough to have good coaching uh, no matter what he played throughout his career and uh, what sports. And, and for me, too, some of the biggest influences, uh, guys in my life that I looked up to more than anything were some of my coaches. And to run into some of these guys now, uh, granted, a lot of the guys that coach me are no longer with us. Yep. But how cool is it when a former player comes up to you and you know they probably still call you coach, and and how cool is it when you get to to touch base with these guys again, find out how their lives are going? I mean, you maybe didn't talk to them for a while, but when they come and they seek you out, if they see you somewhere, that's got to feel pretty cool too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, at the end of the day, you're building relationships with these kids, and, mm-hmm. and you know you, you care about them. At, you know, obviously you're tough at them at on times, but uh, at times, but. But at the end of the day, you care about them a lot, and and they realize that as they get older, right? And and uh, Carter Shrule is just back last weekend because their team was off in Oklahoma. He's playing mm-hmm. in the North American League, and yep. it was a hug right away. And you know, it's it's just really cool to see those kids. Wyatt Leduc played a couple years ago, yeah, and we're in the middle of tryouts right now. And texted him, "Hey, can you help drop a puck and be a little ref uh, for tryouts?" And mm-hmm. great to see him. He's absolutely without even hesitating. For sure, I'll help out. And, yeah, and, yeah, you know, just see. Because it's not just uh, this last year; it's the the few years that I've been there, seeing all these kids has been great. Now you talk about uh, tryouts. I believe last day is today, and uh, I know this is not a particularly fun time of the year for you and your coaching staff. But um, how are the numbers looking, and and how are tryouts going? Yeah, uh, numbers are I would say just a few lighter than what we've had the last few years, but that's that was a little bit expected. Sure, um, I think there's there's a little group of. Uh, there's a group of kids that live in the central district and mm-hmm. they follow friends and whatever. It's good. Central's got maybe a few more numbers than they've usually had, but uh, we're going to have to cut. I don't know. I, I hate using that word, but maybe a handful. Uh, it does. It is not fun. No, uh, it's not. <clears throat> it, it's, we're here for, <clears throat> for the rest, you know, starting tomorrow because this is the worst part of the year and we yeah. don't do this to, 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 uh, we don't take it lightly because um, it is, you know, a, a huge decision. Um, but yeah, tryouts itself. We you know first day. It's it's there. It kind of seems like there's a feeling out and a yeah. uh, feeling out process, and and was a lot of good things. And then yesterday, there I think the intensity was quite a bit, quite a bit higher oh, yesterday, sure. and and so it was really good yesterday. And then we'll we'll see how it goes today. Uh, good upperclassmen numbers, or how are you sitting right now? Freshman, sophomore, junior, seniors. Yeah, so they're so freshmen. Most of them still play bantam. There are sure. a couple of freshmen that are trying out right now. Um, I would say it's. I'd say it's pretty equal between sophomores, juniors, and seniors. Mm-hmm. You know, our our senior class, roughly. You know, I'd say it's about you know ten or so. Yep. I didn't really. I've good put numbers. Pen to paper. You know, on, yeah, on that. It's good um, numbers. And then juniors and sophomores are probably about fifteen each. Or yeah. Whatever it is. Now, how many guys can you carry? So we usually carry uh, twenty-one forwards. Yep. Twelve defensemen and five goalies. Four, okay. four or five goalies. Um, you know, so that that can vary. It's mm-hmm. not it's not a set in stone number. That's, and that's the that's for the, both teams. That's for varsity yep. and JV. Yep. yep. So that's the max we'll 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 do. Um, so we'll see, we'll kind of see how it plays out, and and it should be similar to that mm-hmm. this year, if not if not exactly the same. Now I forgot to put this down in my notes, but while it's in my memory, because the '80s was hard on me, and my memory's not very good, um, uh, we tend to talk more about players. Um, and, and I've been mentioning how how big of an influence coaches were to me. Who's on your coaching staff? Yep. So we got Danny Ray mm-hmm. is is coming back. He's been there the first. This is my fourth year. So the first year he was there, he was a, a volunteer, and then he was a um, 
a part-time. Okay. Paid paid part-time the second year, and then he's it's been full-time last year and this year. Okay. And then Josh Vignes has been there every year. Mm-hmm. And he helped, uh, you know, he coached Grand Force Youth Hockey for 20-plus years. Sure, and then sure. has been with Red River. This is his fifth year at Red River. And then Jake Leducer is, oh. is uh, he coached uh, Red River a few, you know, handful of years mm-hmm. ago for a couple, two, three years. Yep. And he's coached Red River Tennis for sure. uh, a few years as well. And this is his first year with us. Okay. And so uh, Matt Norby was with us last year and just yep. with work things and whatnot, just uh, – uh, timing wasn't wasn't great, so Jake is stepping in for Matt. Now these guys in your coaching staff, and I should add, sorry, to okay. you, uh, Max Johnson, oh, who who graduated from Red River, um, you know, a few years ago, mm-hmm. he's going to come on on a volunteer basis, volunteer oh, okay. part time basis. So okay, we'll have him this year. A little and, bit. and and these aren't guys that just come out of the woodwork and say, "Hey, coach, I'd like to be an assistant." You, these are all pretty nor you know names that are we're familiar with. Uh, it's usually, I'm guessing, doesn't take you long to decide if we want him part of our staff. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a combination of hey, who's who's going to be a right fit for the players, mm-hmm. but then who's going to be a right fit for our coach's room as well. And it's been easy, you know. Yep. I mean, it's obviously Danny was there right away, and and then Josh. Josh actually coached my son back in Bantams a handful of years ago, and then uh, um, with Jake, you know, I've known him for a long time too. So it's 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 a combination of all right, who's going to be the right fit for you know offense, defense, power play, penalty kill, all that stuff, um, but. But who's going to be who's going to be able to relate to the players and then and then protect that coach's room as well? That that you know we got to make sure we're protecting each other in that room. Right, right. And 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 let's I mean let's face it, locker room etiquette has changed a lot. Um, you know it always used to be kind of a, what happens in the locker room stays in the locker room type thing. Um, we're seeing a lot of that has changed. Do you take that in mind? I mean. Let's figure it now. Okay, now say you were 70 years old and you were coaching. Um, would you be able to relate with these guys on anything else besides hockey? And that's what I'm getting at because there is more to life than hockey itself. But how important is it to have coaches that can relate and be kind of on the same page, not just on what's happening at the rink and in the locker room, but in life in general? Yeah, I mean, I think you look at this generation right now, and I mean, it's the, the, the coaching culture, coaching you know philosophy. Mm-hmm to me, has changed substantially from yeah. even 15 years ago. It's, sure. It's, uh, you know, you have to build relationships with these kids. And, you know, I talked about, you know, these these players realize how much you care about them. And, mm, yeah. and they, yeah. they realize it as they get older, and I think they realize it now too. But even as they get older and, you know, start different phases of their lives, you know, it's all about building relationships and showing them that you care because we're all in it together. And, and so, you know, back in the old school days, it was, you know, you're going to be a hard ass and, you know, yeah. motivate by being a hard gonna, ass versus, versus yeah, gonna, the other gonna, way, right? Now yeah. it's, hey, let's, let's, we're in this together. We're in it together. Yeah. And let's, uh, let's find a way to get it done. No throwing uh, garbage cans and swearing <laughs> at kids in the locker room between periods. Well, I'm not saying that doesn't happen. No, anymore. I know. <laughs> and, 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 you know, but um, do you ever worry uh, about what comes out of your mouth in the heat of the moment or you don't let it go that far? Well, I mean, it's it's to me, you know, swear words do happen, right? I sure, mean, they do. The first, it depends yeah, on how you I mean, use them. Yeah, I mean, it's never uh, directed at anyone. Sure, it's just used in mm-hmm. hopefully a, um, the sentence, right? Yeah, if that yeah. makes sense. Um, but no, I mean, I'm I, I really, I mean, you're not really trying to be derogatory towards any kids. No, no, it's just more. Hey, here's the here's the situation. Let's go, guys. You know, or whatever. I do mean, you think it helps having kids? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I would think so, too. Yep. Um, we're going to take a little break here. Man, uh, I, I just absolutely love this. Uh, our hockey preview with uh, high school hockey here in the Grand Cities. Tim Scarperoo, the Grand Forks Red River head hockey coach in the studio with us. We're going to take a little break. I got more to talk to him about, though, so hold on. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? 
Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work, and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. Hey, and make sure you call Executive Properties, too, for your snow removal this winter. I mean, so far, we have been lucky, but uh, we live in the tundra. It's not going to be that way forever. Uh, here he is, Tim Scarprood, Grand Forks Red River head hockey coach, uh, second place in the state tournament last year, lost a triple overtime game. Um, you know, we got tryouts going on now. Are there any new faces that just kind of came out of the woodwork that really surprised you or pretty much what you thought was going to be showing up? Well, I mean, kind of a little bit of both, right? I mean, I think... <laughs> for all the for the amount of hockey that I that I you know the amount of times I'm at a rink and whatnot, mm-hmm. I still like to go to the Bantam mm-hmm. AA games, the Bantam A oh, games, absolutely. the PEA games, the PEA AA games, etc. So I mean, I kind of am familiar with mm-hmm. a lot of the players that are coming up. Um, yeah, but at the end of the day, there's been some nice surprises of, of sophomores that are that are with us right now, and obviously it's only two days into it. Yeah, so they're going to have their ups and downs and whatnot, but definitely uh, excited about excited about the new group that's coming in this year and and you know that was going to be uh one of my next questions but um you got to throw this in there too because i played uh in my career with a lot of b players uh and you figured they're going to be b players for their entire life until high school and then they probably wouldn't play anymore but then all of a sudden that that sophomore uh junior all of a sudden boom yeah i mean paul broughton to me was a great example i played against paul back in the day uh he was nothing until his senior year and he just took off, and, and it was crazy. But when you talk about the, the Peewees and the Bantams and all that, how important is uh, the youth hockey program in Grand Forks for you as, like, a feeder program? Well, I mean, yeah, I think it's that's where we get Do all the players, you look at it right? that way? Yeah, I mean, no, I'm, yes. I mean, I, I guess I don't necessarily call it a feeder program, but, I mean, they're huge to the success of Red River and Central, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and, sure. And, yeah. obviously, they're, they've done a lot of good things, and, I mean, I know I was just talking to someone from Moorhead yesterday, and they've talked about how great Grand Forks has been for many years. And, mm-hmm. You know, that's coming from Moorhead, which obviously is a very good program. Sure. And, you know, so, yeah, Grand Forks youth hockey and what they're doing is huge for the success of both high schools in town. That uh, Bruce Spicer thing uh, with youth hockey, what what uh, a godsend. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, what a, what a, you know, obviously unfortunate that he's not with us right, right now. And, you know, great family and great hockey family and, you know, you know, icons in the city of Grand Forks, yeah. right? And and for them to be able to honor Bruce that way and, and be able to, um, you know, the, the the cost of termites is, I think, $75 total, and the yeah. cost of mites is maybe 150 whatever the exact numbers are now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that that's fantastic. And, and what they're then they're doing a lot of good things. You know, Grand Forks Youth Hockey is, you know, a, a equipment trade and, you yeah, know, bringing your right. own equipment and, you know, Absolutely. trying to make it affordable for people as, as much as they mm-hmm. can. You know, obviously it's still... Has that has its cost? It right? does. But, it, when they're younger, it's not as bad as a lot of parents think. I'm yeah. never going to let my kid play hockey. It costs too much. Have you ever gone and looked? Yeah. Kid doesn't need to have five, six, seven hundred dollars skates when he's starting out. He'll probably have the same stick for a couple of years. <laughs> you know, buy the skates a size too big. Whatever, whatever. What I used to do with my son, um, it was crazy. I forced him to buy a new pair of skates his senior year. He'd gone through. He's on his fifth set of blades. I don't, I don't want new skates. I like these skates. I mean, that's a dream kid to have right there. <laughs> he finally broke down, and I got him new skates. But, you know, you people, okay, we well, can always bring it to the place where, you know, they'll buy it from you at 
probably a quarter of what it's worth. What I would do is I would save all that equipment. When I knew somebody getting into the sport, I would say, come on out to my house. I'll show you what you need. I'll hook you up with what you need. And how much you want for it? Bring a case of beer. We'll drink it together, yeah. <laughs> and you can go home with your stuff. But, yeah. uh, you know, that's a good thing to think about. Um, we were talking a little bit, Tim, uh, during the break. Uh, parents and things like that, the game has changed a little bit. Um, every, every parent, for some reason, thinks their kid is going to win the Hobie Baker. Um, I know it's tough for, for coaches. It's tough for referees. It's tough for umpires. Uh, my son had actually stepped away from coaching youth hockey for a while because of the parents. Um, I, I, I was always a loud parent. Uh, I was never obnoxious. Um, I didn't do anything like that. I never thought my kid was going to win the Hobie Baker. But have you had that issue? Uh, I, I'm sure if you haven't, you know somebody that has, another coach. But how have the parents been for you in your four years? Yeah, honestly, I've been very lucky. I, I mean, I know there's situations out there, but I've been very lucky. We, our parents have been fantastic. I mean, I'm not saying it's perfect by any means. Sure. Right? There's, when you've got 38, 40, 40 players on your team, I mean, mm-hmm. the biggest thing is you're not going to make everyone happy with playing time. No, I mean, no, you're not. Kind of like, you know, with, with the cuts today, you know, we, we don't take playing time lightly. No. And, and at the end of the day, we try and just communicate with the players, first of all, um, you know, playing time is, is between the player and coach, and we have an open-door policy, so make sure you come in and ask us any questions. We'll, we'll be straight up and honest with you, and then it's just, you know, at our parents' meeting, you know, we don't want to get into playing time talk with, no, no. during the year with parents, um, um, but, but as far as that goes, we, I've been very lucky. So the bottom line is, yes, there's stuff that's out there. This generation is different, um, you know, but, but personally speaking, uh, can't you know? No complaints. Again, not that it's perfect, but, right? Uh, you know, nothing. Nothing that's been crazy by any means. Uh, years ago, I had got asked to uh, assistant coach uh, a Babe Ruth baseball team uh, when my kid was that age, and um, I'm like, sure, I wasn't the head coach, um, but I actually had a parent uh, really angry at me and say, "Why don't you let my kid play in the infield?" And I said, "Your son doesn't want to play. He doesn't even want to be out. And if if you see him out in right field." It's because I forced him to go out there because he does not want to play. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. And he wants to play in the infield. No, he doesn't. He's looking at butterflies in the right field. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But um, again, getting back to don't force your kid into something they don't want to do. I mean, maybe he's not a baseball or a hockey player, but maybe he's really good at something else. Exactly. Maybe he's a good artist or yeah. something or a good singer or musician. Don't don't force them uh, into doing something you don't want to do. Um all right, first game of the season. We're looking at the schedule uh, at West Fargo. Cheyenne, I mean, you guys are going to start off with a bang. Yep, yep, Cheyenne. You know what? They, uh, they, they, <laughs> I think we were down 2 nothing in the semifinals last year against them, and they've, their, their program's improving. I think West Fargo won the Bantam AA uh, state championship last year, mm-hmm. and so obviously some of those kids are going to Cheyenne. Some are going to the, to the Packers. Um, but, no, they've, they've got some, definitely some good things going on. It's, uh, you know, back whatever it was, a handful of years ago or more, it was it was the old cakewalk game, but by yeah. no means, yeah. mean, they're they're going to be right there in the conversation all year. And and you know the thing is too, uh, we're lucky up here. Um, you know me coming from Section Eight, Thief River Falls. Uh, all I got to do is say, yeah, I do radio hockey play by play with the three Grand Forks, Grand Cities teams. I got Grand Forks, Red River, Grand Forks Central, and I got East Grand Forks. Around here, people don't go North Dakota, Central, and Red River. I mean, when I look at your schedule, Gentry Academy. Uh, Holy Family Catholic, uh, World Providence Academy. These are teams. They don't just play anybody. They they're gonna. They're also looking for a good team to play because you're all playing towards for February. But 
how important is that for you to play these tough teams like that when you don't have to? Uh, I mean, because let's face it, I don't think we have to worry about the West Coast of North Dakota for a while in high school hockey. But, I mean, they're coming well, around. Yeah, but I mean, I think Legacy and, and, and Century might be pretty solid this year. You okay. Know, I'm just going off of, you know, what I know. You know, I don't see them often, but they'll be they'll be pretty solid this year. But, yeah, you know what? I mean, our EDC schedule is, I mean, the, there's there's – it's a it's a dang good schedule now, yeah, yeah. And, and that may not have been the case, you know, six ten years ago. Sure, sure. But, I mean, every day, you know, with maybe exception of of one or two, you know, you you have to show up because you can get beat by anybody. Oh yeah. Um, and then and then going back to this non conference or non EDC schedule, really, ex- I mean, it's probably the best one that that we've ever you know that we've yeah, had, I'm, and especially in my years. Not that we've had bad before, but you mm-hmm. have the two East Grand Forks games. Yep, that will always happen. Well, I, I shouldn't say and that. And the Gambucci Cup. Yeah, I mean, yep. that's a great thing. Yep, and then and then you know Gentry. It, it, what's been great is is you know Tyler Palmasino, who coaches East Side, is a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's he's helped hook me up with Gentry and Holy Family and and Holy Angels and those those crew and you know that crew and and uh, so Gentry's coming here Friday after Thanksgiving to play East Side, and they're playing us on Saturday. Um, same thing happened with with Holy Family last year. They came here to play East Side, and mm-hmm. we added them. And now we're going to go to Holy Family for one game this year. Sure. So it's just been great to kind of start those relationships and and uh, um, you know try and make that non EDC schedule as good as it can. Because you know at the end of the day, we we need kids to stay around here, mm-hmm. and, and the schedule is going to help that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you do talk to Tyler, I've been trying to uh, try to get a hold of him yesterday for the twenty second. Maybe he's mad at me because he's the last coach on the <laughs> list of three this year. Um, I, I used to just kind of dig out of a hat, but yeah. um, I figured I'd go for you this year because uh, you probably had a little better season than the other teams did. But um, uh, what are you looking forward to most this year? You you know what? I mean, the the group that we had ten seniors that graduated, and then Luke Beatall would be a senior this year, mm-hmm. went up to Canada and played junior hockey. So we got eleven spots to fill. Yeah, wow. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a a different challenge that that we've had in the past, but but it's an exciting one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you know the, the returners that we do have, um, you know, so four you know call it four four or five main spots are are back only, and those guys will be key. But but there was quite a few guys last year that that uh, could have played varsity, but with yep. how deep we were, didn't. Yep. Yep. So I'm excited to see what they do. And then, you know, from there, some of these new guys and just coaching different people, it's it's exciting when you when you get to coach new people because, you, you you know, start new relationships and and try and try and grow with them and, and try and get them to become the best that they can be. You know, you talked about uh, the Western North Dakota teams, how they are picking it up now. Um, it's always been, until these last couple of years, and now Fargo teams really picking it up too, but uh, Grand Forks Red River, Grand Forks Central, you guys have seemed like you're always fortunate enough where you could probably take your JV team and go beat a lot of the teams in North Dakota, the varsity teams, and boy, that's not a bad problem to have either, is it? <laughs> yeah, I mean... You know, depth is fun, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, it makes it makes your you know it makes your job a lot easier, right? And so it's uh, um, when when you have when you next man up mentality. You hear Bradbury say that all the time, right? Next yeah. man up. Yeah. And not that we have knock on wood. Not that you have as many injuries in high school, but uh, you know when you have the depth, it, it mm-hmm. sure makes a big difference. You know, if you are a sophomore and uh, you can letter and play regular, you know, amount of games, uh, you might not be a you know every single game guy, or maybe dress for state, but. Uh, being able to make the roster and, and play your varsity games, get your letter, uh, that tells you something because it's not that easy to crack these lineups anymore. No, no. I mean, it's like 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 we talked, you know, going back to Grand Forks Youth Hockey and all the development they've done and the number of players that they've had. And, you know, t- lineup decisions should be tough. Mm-hmm. And and they are. And, and uh, yeah, if you're a sophomore and you're, you're getting varsity time or lettering, and, and uh, that's a great thing. And what's nice about being a high school coach compared to a youth hockey coach, you, you have your varsity and your JV, but... You know, every day is a tryout, and right, so right. some of those kids can 
they might be on JV one day or varsity the next or vice versa. You know, mm-hmm. you hate doing that, but that's part of the part of the part of the conversation as well. It's I mean, every day is a tryout, especially for yeah, for and, those those bubble players. Right. And now if every player had that mentality, uh, probably even better yet for you yeah. as a coach. Now, one thing we hear about, Tim, um, and, and I don't know if you're going to agree with this or not, because you're an old hockey soul, but um, you hear it a lot in the NHL. Goalies are a dime a dozen um, compared to high school hockey. How important is it to have a good goaltender or good goaltenders? Hugely. I mean, that's, I mean, I, I, it still comes back to, you know, you got to score more than the other team, yeah, but yeah. defense wins championship. Obviously mm-hmm. defense mm-hmm. wins championships, right? And, sure. and obviously the goaltenders are a huge part of that. And in defense and hockey obviously is, is, is team defense, mm-hmm. not just defensemen. Right. And that, that starts with the goaltenders. And, you know, you look at, I mean, Fargo South, Shanley had the best, probably the best goalie in the state last year. And, was was one of the huge reasons why they probably won. You yeah, know? and and so hundred percent, it, it's good goaltenders make uh, make a coach look good even at the high school level. You know, I go back in time. Uh, was it uh, Toby Kvalabog? Yep. You see the kid out of Bemidji. Yep. Um, horrible hockey team Bemidji had. Uh, I think his goals against average was up like six, seven, something like that. Still lands at UND and did a good job, but when you're facing 80 shots a game <laughs> and you have a five, you know, goals against average, five goal goals against average, that's still not too bad. Uh, but then you're going no defense. You yeah. know, you're not yeah. you're not going to win title. But uh, they've picked it up a little bit too. But yep. um, um, man, I tell you what, I, I'm I'm really stoked uh, for this year. What have you learned from day one? Because all of a sudden you're coaching high school from the first game or first practice when you first started compared to now how have things changed it, it, your preparation your thoughts any of that kind of stuff yeah I'd, oh that's a good question i mean that uh, that could be we could sit here and talk for hours on that mm, one yeah but, i mean i think i think from day one one of the biggest things that changed for me with when i got the job at red river was okay this is whatever 98 percent of these kids it's their last hockey experience yeah right yeah, and so yeah. that was the biggest thing when i got the high school job is yeah, I'm still going to hold them accountable, but at the same time, it's you know, let's have fun. Yeah, you know, let's yeah. make it a let's make it a let's make it a great situation. Mm-hmm. And so that that happened from day one when I got the job. Um, I think you know from there, it's just it's continuing to evolve as far as you know how to grow those relationships. You know, communication. I think I'm communicating more, a lot more, especially with those bubble players. You know, talking about lineup decisions yep. and whatnot. Yep. You know, year one or year two, I may not have you know just kind of maybe assumed that they knew where they stood mm-hmm. um but you know i think over the last year year and a half you, you try and communicate with them a lot more especially the ones that are kind of in and out of sure. that bubble situation just because you want them to know like hey you're still doing good things yeah it's just yeah it's tough you know there's a lot of good players yeah you know, and, so. and it's always cool uh you know to win that that state title and 20 years later you're at a state tournament and they bring you out yeah. to remember you're an old dude that used <laughs> to play hockey and oh by the way you want a state title yeah um man i think we're about done here uh anything you want to add no, appreciate you having me. Obviously, uh, what what you guys do for high school hockey, and it's it's great for for these for these young men and young women to get get recognized. And I rem- I remember back in our day, you know, it was great. We pick up the newspaper, you listen to yeah. the radio, and you're talking high school hockey, and you you see the the kids being recognized. That's that's really cool for them. Yeah, it happens less and less. It seems like all the time now. And and I got to tell you, I am very lucky uh, because in my career, forty plus years, I've dealt with coaches that were. Not very fun to talk to, not very fun to interview, 
Uh, I probably would have never asked them to come on to a show like this. You know, normally a hockey interview might last five minutes at the rink in the locker room or in the hallway or up in the bleachers, and you're done with them. Uh, but to sit down with somebody for a half hour, 45 minutes to an hour, uh, I'm going to be the first to admit there was a lot of guys I would never, ever would have done that to. I'm very lucky between, between you, Grant, and, and Tyler. I mean, great guys, great coaches, always willing to talk, always willing to hear you out. And uh, it makes my job that much easier. And, and thank you for that. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, there you go. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. Tim Scarperud, Grand Forks Red River head hockey coach. Now, their first game will be at West Fargo Cheyenne, November 21st. But their first home game is November 25th. And that is a Saturday. And that one, I tell you what, that could be a pretty good game. Gentry Academy is coming up. So check them out. Um, look at their schedule and uh, go support them and go check out what uh, Eagles Arena has done. And again, thank you, Coach. Scarprood, Grand Forks, Red River. Uh, good luck this season. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. There we go. Our show today, by the way, brought to you by Moe's Cafe here in the Grand Cities Mall. What a great little sit-down, takeout diner. They've got awesome breakfast and lunch. Uh, they've got gluten-free choices. They offer a 15% discount for the military. And they've got this thing called Moe's Daily Dish. Today, the Daily Dish is a grilled cheese sandwich. It's on wheat bread with turkey, ham, and provolone with basil mayonnaise served with most crispy fries get it for just 12 bucks now if you're not into grilled cheese sandwiches like that check out their regular menu you'll be glad you did it's you're not your normal ordinary food good stuff most cafe sweet 31 right here in the grand city's mall oh boy what do we got going on big screens and tv streams is on at one o'clock today busy day tomorrow on Dirty Thursday, brought to you by River City Speedway with Soto Late Model National Champion Tyler Peterson joins us at 11. I can't wait. Been trying to get him in on the show for a long time. And oh, by the way, yeah, he's the National Late Model Champion. He finished second in points nationally in that A-Mod, too. Uh, tune in and remember to like, share, tag, and follow us. Hit that notification bell on your smartphone. It dings every time we go on the air. You'll never miss a show. Uh, you know what? We love the Grand Cities. They are awesome. Grand Fork's best source is giving them an identity again. 